Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, where we talk about how to be a better lifter, how to be a better coach, and everything in between. Make sure you subscribe and enjoy. Hello and welcome to another podcast of the uh, Zero Weakness <laughs> Podcast. Uh, we are back with the fam. This podcast is sponsored by Establishment Coffee. Go to establishmentcoffee.com.au, use the code 025 and get 25% off your order and free shipping. Um, we are back uh, with the fam. We are back up from APL Nats. Uh, how are we all doing, everyone? Did you forget that we record the podcast on video as well? Because you were picking your nose the whole time just then. Was <laughs> I? I was scratching my nose. I wasn't picking it. Scratching. In it's inverted fine. Commas. He, uh, he's got a bit of brain fog. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Everyone's dying. Everyone's, Everyone's slowly coming back to life. Yeah. I need, Exhausted but happy. Yeah. It was I need a great one, weekend. I need one more night of good sleep and then yep, I'm good. Same. I need one night of good sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Full stop. Uh, Big weekend. Yes. Massive. Yeah, so today we're just going to do a, <clears throat> this is, I guess you could call it a bonus episode. We normally only uh, record uh, one episode a week. Mm. This week we'll do two, possibly three. The third one's a surprise, so we'll uh, keep that on the down low. Sounds good. We haven't told CJ that yet, but uh, yeah, we might be doing a third this week, CJ. Um, but yeah, so we just want to do a little episode to t- uh, touch on APL Nationals. It was yeah. a huge event. While it's fresh in our minds, it's a good mm. idea to just um, recap the whole competition. It's fresh on our minds, but the the weekend was huge. None of us slept. We all did twelve to fourteen hour days. Everyone was grumpy. The no, that was only really the first day, <laughs> and it was really only the first few hours. And the third day, right at the end, resetting the gym. I feel like everyone was on edge a little bit because we were all we so just tired. Wanted, we all just wanted to go home and sleep. It's Trying when, to put that puzzle back together. <laughs> oh, that was. Um, it's like, you know, to use a running analogy of which I'm very familiar with, when you, you're at the end of the race, you can see the finish line, but it just seems to keep getting further and further away. That's what it felt like putting the gym back together. I think this is, uh, do you know what? That's all I could think about the whole weekend, right from the start. I was talking about it right, I think this is what anxiety is. <laughs> all I was thinking about was having to pack up the gym before 6pm, pack up the comp before 6pm. That's all I could think about the whole weekend. We did a good job. Yeah. And I mean, like a big learning experience, we're going to redesign because the platforms is really what messed us up. Yeah. Moving combos and plates, it sucks, but it's not hard. Mm. There's no thinking involved. It's just move it. Whereas if we can make the platforms user friendly, (laughs) (laughs) like we'll we'll save an hour on each end. Yeah. If if not more, but more than just time, energy, like those Mm. things are just heavy and awkward and terrible. Yeah. So to break it down for you guys listening, obviously... Uh, all the behind the scenes uh, planning of the event. That's a nightmare. Shout out Daniel. Shout out Rochelle. Shout out Tombro. Shout out Bridget. Rhiannon. Rhiannon. Um, so that's obviously a lot of hard work that goes into that. But then also uh, Thursday was hectic. Yep. Thanks again to everyone that volunteered to come and pack up the gym. Um, you know, when you think about it, you only need three combo racks, three deadlift bars in the warm up room. But then you need a million kilos worth of plates. And then there's all the little bits and pieces, like the pieces of the rubber, and yeah. there's just so much. There's so like I didn't realize how much how full the truck actually was. Yeah, yeah, and there's just lots of little things that you you forget you need to run a comp. That yeah. you have to move back and forth. It's all those little things that are annoying as well. Like at least a combo rack is big, and you just move it. Whereas you got to think, oh, you know, 
you know, Bridget has to has to print out a, a ten thousand pieces of paper and then organize them and put them somewhere safe. We have to take everything: pens, computers, electrical stuff, like even cleaning products, cleaning mm. products, just so much stuff. And it's so it, like if you forget something when you're running a comp in the gym, you just go grab it. Yeah. Whereas if we forget something there, it's like fuck. Someone has to go back <laughs> to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, almost forgot the scales. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, it's like. Uh, yeah, I sent an email to to all you guys and all the helpers yesterday saying thanks. And it's so true is, you know, you run a big event for yourself, like a birthday party or a wedding. And all you can see is the stuff that didn't go perfectly to plan. Mm. Mm. But no one sees any of that stuff. Only yeah. we do. Yeah. And so the overwhelming experience from the lifters was super, super, super positive. Yeah. Really good. So good. Like objectively, it was a, a crazy, awesome weekend. Mm. Yeah. Like really good. Like um, we've had a few boys from uh, Perth and Melbourne come and train in the gym mm. since nationals and their feedback was awesome. Like, you know, they had things that we could have done better. I'm like, oh, wow, cool. We could have done that. But they just said the overall experience was awesome and it felt like a national level event, which was uh, obviously the goal and the plan. Yeah. As, as part of this recap, like the start of this recap, I really do want to reiterate how grateful not only I am personally, but I know Daniel and, and everyone on APL is in terms of how well the entire team banded together, in terms of how well we worked together, collaborated, bounced off each other. Yeah, there were some high stress and tension moments. Yeah, there was a little bit of snapping, but I think overall um, we did a, an amazing job and everyone walked away with a, a, an overall positive experience of, of the weekend. And none of it was possible without um, how hard you all worked, how hard all of our helpers worked, like especially... Tommy, Toby, Ryan, um, Sue, Sue, just the people that spotted and loaded all weekend. Mm. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Barnes, Josh Takua, everyone. Like yeah. if we list every name, we're gonna forget someone off. Like, yeah. but you know who you were that were there, and how, and I just cannot express how grateful and how thankful and how overwhelmingly emotional I am about how well this whole team just worked together and got this shit done. Mm -hmm. The um, man, and the amount of people that said uh, how safe they felt with uh, Ryan, Tommy, and Toby spotting them—that's a really good spotting trio right there. Right? Yeah, yeah. Three big, uh, three big boppers. Yeah, and r let's not forget Ryan competed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Ryan lifted in the first session, and then he was there every day, still helping out, still carrying shit downstairs, still spotting and loading, and he was fun. <laughs> He's the <laughs> definition of a workhorse, eh? Yeah. Mm. Once yeah. he works, he doesn't stop. Yeah, and he just goes hard the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's yeah, it's just over overwhelmingly amazing to see it all happen. And I feel dirty when people come up and say thank you, Thomas, for running the event. Because I didn't run the event. Like I was there, but we ran the event. Mm. Zero and APL ran the event. Like it was a very much a collaborative effort. Um, and yeah, I just I just hope people realize how incredibly grateful we are that that it was. Um, how incredible! How incredibly grateful we are for all the help and support that we got to to make it happen. That's a <sighs> that's my gratitude for the week, Team Zero, yes. and all the volunteers. Mm -hmm. That's my gratitude. I'm super pumped again for powerlifting. You know, when it, when it's your job, sometimes you get a little bit complacent and you forget uh, how much enjoyment it brings to other people's lives. And the weekend just showcase that yep. for me. Yeah, CJ. You with us, brother? Yeah, I'm here. Uh -huh. <laughs> What'd I just say? 
Something about being happy. <laughs> <laughs> How was your experience of the weekend? You're the man behind the camera. We had uh, obviously had some technical difficulties on day one, which caused a lot of stress and uh, friction amongst the team. Um, Let me jump in there because the so the tech the technical difficulties we we road tested mm. this the night before yeah. and it worked and so I don't want to throw the venue under the bus but the the uh, one of the big issues that we had was like connecting stuff to the to the projectors because one of the ports that that was that had to be used was just mincemeat yeah like it it was dodgy all weekend we finally found out a system to work. Um, but when it comes to the live feed, that was so CJ set it up brilliantly. It was just so out of our control in terms of the quality of it because of the access to the internet that we had. Am I right? Or the choppiness of it. Um, just say yes. Yes, yes. That's <laughs> that's what was wrong. Is that what actually was wrong, or was it the <laughs> shitty computer? Yeah, the shitty computer. A bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> well, so all I care about is can we make our next comp better? Can we get on top of that? Yes. With the right equipment? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anything's possible with the right equipment. <laughs> Everyone's so tired. <laughs> Thomas, say something. <laughs> Bring this podcast. Am, am I meant back. To talk, oh. Was I meant to talk about the tech? Yeah, we're trying to get you to talk. Oh, like, oh good man. <laughs> oh, he doesn't want to be on the potty. Yeah, um, it was a slow start on Friday because of how hard we were running around. So we had issues with an HDMI cable that had been put in backwards. So we couldn't get it to talk to the TV for <laughs> spotters and loaders. That's why we're having to read the plates. Um, it was a, a unidirectional cord and, and it had been put in the wrong way. Um, and I'm fielding blame to someone else because we didn't put it in. Uh, so that that was an issue. Some of the computers that we were using didn't didn't talk to the the technology in the way that we wanted to. So that was an issue. We had to source a different computer. But it didn't take long for us to get on top of it. Nah, uh, it's typical. Like whenever you, I guess, are uh, at a different venue and you're trying to run technology through there, there's always bound to be things that go wrong. Um, especially when you're working with equipment that we've never touched before and trying to operate and don't know how to work through the settings of or whatnot. So when things go wrong, it can take a bit longer to solve, but yeah, like overall everyone kind of bent together and the comp still ran. The judges were very flexible um, with not having the lights and, you know, doing the old thumbs up um, method. But yeah, like we got it right by the last day. <laughs> That's what matters. But yeah. Um, well, the second day was super smooth. It was just way more lifters than the other two days. Mm. So it went on a little bit longer than the other mm. two days. And it felt like maybe it was because it wasn't running as efficiently. But it actually ran super efficient. There were very few hiccups on the second day. Um, the only major time delay we had on the second day was was rebuilding a platform and, and moving the deadlifts to the floor rather than on the stage. And the even that was done super fast. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty crazy though when you take a step back and look at these competitions. So when we run a competition here, if you get delayed a little bit, you don't feel it that much. But when you've got, say, you know, on um, on Saturday, I think we had, uh, what do we have? Um, 30 and 45, 75 lifters plus bench only and deadlift only lifters too. So we had, you know, between 80 and 90 lifters. Each, if each lifter is getting on average nine attempts, you know, and each attempt takes a minute, a minute and a half. That's a lot of time. And so if you lose 10 seconds per lifter on that amount of attempts, it amounts to hours. Mm. So like any little delay, 
you don't feel it in the moment, but you add those up collectively across the day and it can make the difference between a comp that finishes at 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, again, it's just a massive credit to our spotters, our loaders, our helpers for, for keeping things running so smoothly because when you do inevitably have delays come up, if the team isn't quick to respond and to show initiative and to keep moving forward, even something as simple as the computer freezes so it won't show the next wait. You have to be able to read what the next wait is, do it manually, keep the competition running. Like that is the number one priority, just get things going. And I think the team did that really well on Friday when all the technology was letting us down. Mm. Yeah, no, like that was a... We just got going. We were just yelling out the rack heights, yelling out the weights to put on. We just had to have it moving forward. Mm. That's awesome. Mm. Got it done. Overall, great weekend. Absolutely. All right, what's everyone's highlights? Like, what, what, what's your highlight reel? We'll just share one at a time and just keep going around. Um, <clears throat> I'm... So I've got some standout moments for me. One at a time. One at a time. <laughs> My, uh, what one should I do? I'm going to start with Eric's deadlift. <laughs> I think that was everyone's highlight. Uh, I think yeah. that's up there for, yeah. But uh, I know Eric, he's a weapon when it comes to a, a big attempt. He's so good at a third attempt deadlift. Oh, he's, yeah. And they've both been PBs yeah. in comp on his third attempt. And I just love how Eric, this is Eric Rogic. He gets coached by uh, Charlie Athanasau. Is that how I say his last name? Melbourne strength culture. Just call him Charlie. Yeah, Charlie. <laughs> Quantum lifting. Um, and I actually handled Eric at his last meet as well. So handling him again was a, you know, was a bit of a pleasure. He's a good bloke. He's really composed. He's a really quiet, uh, really friendly guy. But on game day, he's a different bloke. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was actually, I couldn't actually handle him for his deadlifts because I had to MC or referee. I can't remember. But I just remember Thomas coming up to me and go, Eric can pull for the win. Pass me the mic. And Thomas took the mic off me. And I was like, sweet. Let's go. And then Jimmy Barnes comes out straight away. And Eric put up a post saying, when Jimmy Barnes and uh, Henny are together in my ear, that's a deadly combo and I have to deliver. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty cool because we just, me and Jimmy are just in his ear talking shit. And um, yeah, so it was his third deadlift attempt. He His second attempt was 282. He needed to pull something big for the win. Um, I did the maths and I actually worked out it incorrect. I worked out 317.5. That's what he needed to pull for the win. And he said, no, I'm not doing that. I was like, bro, do you want to come to nationals and go place, uh, go second place because you didn't try win or you want to have a crack at the win because he's going to come second regardless. And he said, yeah. And then I worked it out, went and told – and then I had to double check with Thomas. So if he missed, he still would have come second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, there's no risk. Yeah. Go for it. So I went and told Thomas. I was like, bro, Thomas knows I suck at maths. I was like, can you work <laughs> this out for me, please? And I was wrong. So he needed 310 for the win. That made Thomas, that made, uh, I went and told Eric, that made him feel a little bit more confident. And yeah, he just walked out on his third attempt. The whole crowd was going nuts. Everybody from Team Zero was behind him. He went out there, did his usual Eric thing where he screams at the crowd and gets everyone G'd up. Then he pulled it really easy as well. Really easy. He probably yes. could have got the 317 if he had to. Yeah. yeah. And then turned around and looked at everyone while holding it. And oh, the, the room was just ecstatic. No, he just looked straight at you. Oh, yeah. There's the best video that Fee took of your reaction in the background. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eric posted it on his Instagram. Yeah, that yeah. was so. That was my that was my well, that was one of my highlights of the weekend. That was nuts. Mm. It was ever. it was sorry. It was one of those moments where, um, you know, Eric only had to pull that three ten if Braxton, the guy that was ahead, missed his his third. I'm mm. oh, sorry, got his third. Yeah, and we were kind of banking on Braxton missing his third to make the win easier for Eric because then he would have only had to pull three hundred. Yeah. 
Um, and then Braxton nailed his third. Like it was a really, really good deadlift. And so had to do one of those quick changes, get him ready. And you guys got in his ear and got him hyped up and then out he went and, and nailed it. Um, but it's like the maths thing, I mean, like the, the maths that we do is not that complicated and you can do it. It's just when you're watching the comp, busy with half running the comp, you know, emceeing, refereeing, the comp's moving a million miles an hour. You're watching whether the competitor is, you know, successful or unsuccessful, how hard or easy it looks. You're also guiding your lifter, talking to them and then trying to do quick maths while you're in super high adrenaline mode. It's real hard, mm. really, really hard. And you second guess yourself a thousand times. Yeah. Like you start getting your calculator out to be like, is two plus two really four? <laughs> <laughs> if I add 7.5 to this, is that right? You know, it, it gets really daunting. And um, I mean, that's this is where powerlifting becomes super fun. Because mm. even when you told me, no, it's 310, I still asked you about five times. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure it's 310? You're like, yes. I'm like, okay, are you sure? Because I'm the one that's going to relay this back to him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bridget, what about you? What's your what's one of your Eric's highlights? was definitely one, but I had to head ref that, so I had to keep my composure and it was so hard. <laughs> I just wanted to jump up and celebrate with everyone. But um definitely Paris breaking her own national record on deadlift. She's just a little weapon. This is little Paris, she's seventeen in the under fifty six category. She was uh, my only client on the weekend, but yeah, she just absolutely nailed it. She missed her opening squat and that really threw her off a bit, but mm. um but, yeah, she composed herself, got it together and, and yeah, had a fantastic meet. Went out and pulled 125 on a third attempt deadlift to break her own record and then went for a fourth attempt and got 130. Nice. So she was absolutely stoked. I'm so proud of her. I don't think, since she's been 13, I don't think <laughs> she's ever done a sanctioned comp where she hasn't done a fourth attempt <laughs> really? deadlift and grinded it for about yes. three hours and got it. <laughs> <laughs> Every single if time. If it comes off the floor, you just you know she's got it. That's what she said. Eh? She said if it, she goes if it comes off the floor the tiniest bit, I've I'll, got it. Yeah, I'll yeah. never stop pulling. I'm like, yeah, yeah. They go for about seven minutes. <laughs> she's <laughs> amazing, and the crowd really gets behind yeah. her. Yeah. Well. What was the it. most she did in training? The most she did in training. Yeah. Um, in this prep, she, I think, in her final week of prep, it was like 120. Yeah, and yeah. that's the other thing with Paris. She she peaks her deadlift really well. She yeah. always sucks at deadlifts and training. <laughs> like I remember when she pulled her first 100, I think she pulled the hardest 90 kilos ever in the gym and we're like yeah. maybe 90 on the day if she's lucky <laughs> Then smoked it and then went straight to 100 and on a fourth. She and just got gets it. so fired up. Like yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, kudos, adrenaline. Kudos to you, Gidge. That's not bad for uh, your first – national level meet as a coach thank you really yeah, good she added um she added 22 and a half kilos to her total from queensland states three months ago which is huge yeah absolutely massive especially with a uh, not much of a prep yeah yeah very proud mm. what about highlight stand out for you man the whole weekend was just a record-breaking weekend you gotta pick mm -hmm. one there was so many <laughs> oh pick one we're gonna keep going back around all right um we got time bianca's 200 yes She's a weapon. She's eh? That's amazing. insane. I've been seeing her, I guess, compete just, um, not subconsciously, what's the word? Just around, like, when she'd compete here, she competed in Pro Raw. She's an absolute freak. Mm. And, yeah, pulling 200 and screaming and then passing out. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was wild. I was filming it, and I, I saw her go down, and I was like, oh, okay, she's just kind of had the, whoa, that was a lot. And then I could see her eyes went there. And yeah. started hitting her head on the barbell. So I, I felt bad. I had to like stop recording. So I was like, this is really, can someone <laughs> stop her from 
But yeah, absolute weapon. Yeah. And that was, yeah, such a, that was an awesome lift. And she's the nicest human being. She's sure. so yes. pleasant so to be around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, She doesn't take herself serious, like too serious. She's enjoying. Very like, humble. Very humble, very nice in the warm up room. So accommodating for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was really cool to see her pull it together. So I don't know if you guys noticed. Um, she was having a really hard time keeping her hips on the bench. Mm. Um, and so she was panicking really bad in the warm-ups. She couldn't keep them on the bench. Um, Chris, her coach, came and grabbed me and said, hey, can you look at this from a ref's perspective? And she did a rep and I was like, there's no way that'll get white. Her mm. bum was off the whole time. Um, and I said, try this and did what you typically do when you you can't keep your hips down on an unfamiliar bench. You take your feet out wider and you internally rotate. So you twist your heels out. So she did that. And basically what it does is it fixes your hips in position, but you can't use your legs very well. Mm. So she did that and she did a really hard single in the warm-ups, but her bum stayed down. And then she just started crying. She was freaking out because she's bombed bench twice. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. So then she went out and did her first attempt. She got reds for her hips coming up. Yeah. And the, the panic, like going back to the warm-up room, testing different setups, like crying and Chris Jeez. Chris trying to keep her together. Then she came out and got her second attempt and, and nailed it. So Amazing. like to see her keep it together and not get, get in her head too much was really cool. That's awesome. So she could go through and, and complete the comp. Um, for me, my first highlight, Tommy Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy Hardy. The man. Squatting that 373, biggest 100 kilo raw uh, squat ever in Australia. The king. I mean, like he's he's wanted something like that for so long. Like he's he's broken junior world records. He went through a big slump with his squats where he was really, really, really struggling to hit depth and he has worked so hard for the last 18 months on all the little drills, all the little things that we've been doing to make sure that the strength he has can be expressed in the movement to comp standards. And it's so good to see it finally come together and go for three for three on his squats. Because even in the past, like when he was close to depth but not quite there he had so many meets where he went like one for three on squats you know maybe missed first and second attempt got it on his third or got his open and missed the second on depth and then had to go more conservative on his third so to, to actually go as hard as he could go uh, and showcase how strong he is on squats was really cool to see then he got his first ever 200 in comp mm. i think that was his first ever 200 yep. bench in comp yeah um to see him nail that he had a harder time on deadlifts couldn't hold on to his 300 mm. um which would have been nice to see, but he did deadlift it very easily. So it's just some, some more stuff to go back to the drawing board and, and work on for him. But yeah, really, really, really proud of Tommy and, and so cool to see how far he's come. Like, you know, one comment I get a lot as a coach or have gotten a lot over as, as a coach over the years is just like, how do you get big, strong people? How do you, how do you get to coaching these big, strong people? And it's always like, sure. I've coached a lot of people that have come to me super strong that we've made stronger. Absolutely. But there's something so special about, you know, Tommy came to me when he squatted just over 200 kilos. And he was an under 83 lifter, eh? Yeah. Mm. He, he came to me when he was benching like 130, uh, deadlifting, whatever, 220. Like it's it's so cool to have helped someone develop from 200 to almost 400. Uh, and he will get 400. Did you, did you see that potential in him from the start? Was he like one of those guys you're like, oh, this guy's really dedicated. I can see this guy sticking around in the sport for a long time. Um... I want to say yes, but I, I taught myself pretty early on to turn off the idea of seeing potential in anyone mm -hmm. because you get burned a lot if you look like, cause people often don't see their own potential or um, don't see how good they could be. And you can invest a lot of emotional energy in wanting to someone. So wanting someone to be as good as they could be when, and they don't want it as bad and it can make you quite 
uh, I don't know, salty, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so I haven't done that for a long time. So I, I don't actually recall doing that with Tommy. But like I said on the last podcast, like he really showcases someone who has a true athletic mindset and wants it truly and deeply and will take it as far as he possibly can. Yeah, he, he does the 1% as really well, eh? Yeah. Ever since uh, you got him to do lots of stuff for his hips, like he still says he does them religiously. And that's why his squat's gotten better. Yeah. He took the time to do the work. And now, yeah, like his results speak for itself. He squatted 373, 373? Yeah. 373 kilos at under 100. That's almost four times body weight. <laughs> that's a lot of kilos. Yeah. And I said to him, because uh, I got to spend some time with him Sunday night, uh, I said, do you want to squat 400? And he goes, yeah, a little bit more. <laughs> I'm like, that's nuts. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next highlight. Uh, for me, my next highlight is, it's a little bit of a low light, but to me it was a highlight. I'm taking the positive away from it. Uh, Lem, Lemuel Shanti, my boy, uh, the little Filipino wonder. He, we had a really awesome prep. Uh, we had a great prep. He hit PBs, lots of volume PBs, all prep. Nailed, nailed his prep. Unfortunately, got a little bit sick, uh, came in and weighed in a little bit too light, so he competed under 60s. He almost didn't make weight the wrong way around, so he weighed in at 56.4, so he was 400 grams off being in the not making weight, yeah. but underweight. And then uh, he ended up going four for nine, which, you know, as a... And he only switched to me as a coach not too long ago, mm -hmm. so, you know, it was, it was pretty disheartening for me as well, but just seeing the look of uh, disappointment on his face was really... It was really upsetting. I could get emotional talking about it because seeing him look so defeated after every lift was really, uh, you know, heartbreaking. But he just took full accountability and all he said, all he kept talking about is what he needs to do better. Yeah. Like he didn't care. He's like, as long as I get my openers, I'm going to be happy. He still came back and supported all the lifters and straight away he messaged me, yeah, I'm going to get onto my nutrition. I want to start eating more. Um, and yeah, like I said, he, he wasn't salty about his performance. He was kind of, uh, you know, he just took it all in stride and he was really... Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how else to put it, but for a twenty-one-year-old, like the way he composed himself after going four for nine was really cool to see. Yeah, awesome. And he well, mentioned, uh, yeah, he mentioned one of his highlights of the weekend was because he was so defeated, so defeated, just sitting down in the warm-up room. You couldn't say anything to him that would make him feel better. Like you go talk to him, and he just kind of you know shake his head. Like, what what else do I expect from him? He's he's having a terrible meet. And uh, when and asked Will Crazier, hey, can you go have a word to him? Um, go have a talk to him just try to get his head back in the game go tell him like your shitty performances at Pro Raw that you put together on the biggest stage and you still won and things like that and uh, Will went and talked to him and they actually spoke for about 15 minutes yep. and um, yeah it ended up being one of uh, Liam's highlights of the weekend Yeah, like one of his idols going and talking to him mm. that's awesome yeah Bridget next highlight uh, Ishbel Graham uh -huh. watching her lift she's absolutely incredible I think it was a the deadlift, was that a world record? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, for her weight class. She's absolutely insane. It was such a grind and she just didn't break form at all. Her back was perfect. It was just such a beautiful lift. And I think James turned around. My mouth was like hanging open. I was <laughs> just blown away. She was amazing. And, um, yeah, I was keen to see what she could do because after the Christmas Cup, I held the under 56 squat record mm -hmm. and she broke it and I wanted to see how much she ended up lifting that day and there was absolutely no way – I'm ever going to beat that. Yeah, she just smoked it. Uh, you definitely will. No, no, not a chance. She's incredible. 
Nah, yeah. we'll, we'll get you there. <laughs> Ishbel, a message to you. You're going down. Oh, no. You're going no, down. No, no, no. Back now. His beef. I got no chance. His beef. Uh, Ishbel's yeah. been kicking around for, for ages. She came and did uh, Worlds with us in Vegas in uh, 2018 or 19, That's I think. That's amazing. She's very young, isn't she? She's like 19, 20. Yeah. 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 She, yeah, she came over as a 16-year-old, I think, yeah. back then. She's a really Damn. good lifter, though. Yeah, yeah incredible. Great, lifter, great incredible. technique. Trains with the Strength Tribe crew down in uh, the northern beaches in Sydney. They've got an amazing team. They were there all weekend. Mm. And they're just, it's really great to have them around anytime they come to competitions. They they're had a big team too, eh? Yeah, they're just great, uplifting people. Like you were saying about Bianca, it's just, it's always good to have them around. Yeah. Um, CJ, next highlight. Um, gosh, you took mine. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I saw her um, deadlift at Pro Raw. Yeah. And She's it was amazing. it was only like two and a half kilos more than what she did. Yeah, and such a beautiful deadlift. Yeah, oh. she did deadlift only at Pro Raw. That was yeah. the comp that I won. I That's right. Yeah, the one that you're the Super World Champion in. Where's the trophy? Yeah, <laughs> it's here somewhere. We'll grab a photo. Of it. That's right. Yes, and we'll sign it. Um, yeah, I was telling. I was like, oh, you're that girl that had that like really massive grind. She goes, yeah, that at Pro Raw, it was an 11 second deadlift. Oh. <laughs> And I was told, I was like, I don't know if I can hold my breath for that long, <laughs> let alone brace while holding on to the most weight I've ever deadlifted. And she said the same thing as Parrish. She was like, if it comes off the ground, mm. I know I've got it. Mm. So the whole time she was like, I was just laughing because it was taking forever <laughs> and I was peeing everywhere. <laughs> and I was just laughing while she was saying this. But yeah, she was super nice. And she was like, yeah, I probably won't go that heavy, you know, for uh, this comp because it's a three lift and whatnot. And she literally was just shy of what yeah. she pulled. She's and just a weapon. Yeah, absolute freak. Um, gosh, who else? What's it? What's another one? Well, well no, no, one highlight each, one at a time. Oh, you're saying that was she yeah, stole okay, it. Sweet. <laughs> it's her fault. <laughs> um, well, a highlight is. I loved Pro Raw because it was like all these different gyms and, you know, um, I guess, yeah, p- Cruise. different crews coming together. And this comp was much the same. It was so cool seeing those same people in our hood, mm-hmm. and like the, the Strength cr- Tribe people and all that, like on the Gold Coast. And even like after comp walking around, like I remember I was out with Dan Carpenter, we were getting ice cream after one night and we just – so many of them, I forget, like, they're not locals. They've traveled and they're just cruising around surface and yeah. hanging out and eating and, like, just bumping into them. It was, like, really cool that we, I guess, something that's, like, home to us, we got to share with them. Mm. And I, yeah. I, I thought that was really cool. Just curious, did you guys get invited to this ice cream, like, APL meeting? Because I didn't. No. Yeah, nah. Yeah, no. okay, no. this is interesting. Just me and later. the president. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> His cabinet. <laughs> Yeah. We didn't make the cut. <laughs> Damn. Um, my next highlight, uh, Carly Hazel. So mm. Carly competed in the 60 kilo class. Uh, I didn't find out till the day. Carly, we need to have a chat about this. She did it, She did a surprise water cut. Not oh. to make weight, but to see if she could make the lower class. Like just to test it. So she did a water cut and... <laughs> At nationals, uh, yeah, she had she had a great um, she had a great prep for the most part. Deadlifts had gone a bit funky towards the end, but everything else was was looking on track. And like the the difficulty of the last few weeks of the peak was really indicating something bigger at at the competition. And then she really struggled on the day, like she was struggling to put it together. And I, I didn't understand why she weighed in so light because we'd spoken a couple of weeks earlier, and she was two or three kilos heavier. And when she 
weighed in and I saw it on the screen. I'm like, why are you so light? That's strange. And so I found out on the day that she had done this water cut and, you know, not, not to, to blame everything on that, but she, um, she went to squats, squats. She, uh, was struggling with the weights that should have been relatively easy. So we pulled the numbers back a bit. She hit all three squats and got caught on depth on her third, but she came off with a really positive attitude, which was great. Coming to bench, warm-ups were moving well. And in her last warm-up, she had a hard time keeping her hips on the bench as well. Just a, a lot of people are used to a slightly softer pad and maybe not one so wide. So switching to the harder Lico's throws people sometimes. Um, she did her last warm-up and it was hard, but it wasn't hard enough for us to go, okay, we better drop the opener. Like it was, it touched the wrong spot. It came out in front of her, but then it flew up as it should have. Um, and then she missed her opener. She missed her second. She missed her third. She ended up bombing. Um, she missed all three. She just couldn't budge them off her chair. She was, she, she, she just had no push there whatsoever. And she was trying really hard to keep it together. And she, she just couldn't, she just kind of lost it a little bit. And, um, you know, it is extremely gut wrenching to, to see anyone bomb. You know, my, my heart had basically left the building. I was, I was pretty upset by the whole thing. And, you know, you, you panic as a coach, you don't know what the right words are to say sometimes, now on, on the squats after she did her third attempt she she obviously listens to my stuff she does the coach development course she's been with us for a long time uh in terms of being with zero for a long time and um she said after her third squat she's like yeah i didn't get it but you know um i'll be doing this forever so there's more opportunities which is what i said to the guy in south africa that bombed and then after, after bench you know it, it it wasn't um it wasn't that great and so this is interesting i got my coaching uh, I got my advice that I gave her or the, the words of wisdom that I gave her off of you. And you don't know that you, I know this, but Bridget told me that when Paris uh, missed something, maybe a squad or something, you said to her, it's, this is an opportunity to show your maturity as a lifter. I'm like, damn, James. How good, hey. Damn, <laughs> Gandhi over here. <laughs> um, but it's it's absolutely true. And and Carly and uh, David, her husband, th they run Lift 3 in, in Central Coast, and they had a massive team up here. Uh, and she was coaching the entire weekend as well. And I, I sort of pulled her aside and I said, look, you can hate me, you can hate my coaching, you can hate the day, you can hate everything that's going on. You are, you are totally at, you know, you're totally allowed to be upset right now. Absolutely. But now you have an opportunity to showcase to your lifters the kind of person that you are and can be in this situation. And she went away and she got it together and she coached amazingly the rest of the weekend. She uh, was joking about bombing by the end of the day, which is always great to see. Um, and I mean, like, for me, that's a highlight to see how quickly she was able to show that maturity, how quickly she was able to find rational thought and deal with the process of what had just happened. Um, for me, that's a huge win uh, because I get to watch this coach, this lifter, this person that I admire. Like I really admire the Lift 3 crew. They are amazing people. Beautiful people. Um, yeah, it was great to watch that whole process happen. So while it sucked for all of us, her the most, of course, but, you know, sucked for David to be there. We were all just really rattled by it because she was coming into bench so hot in her prep. Her bench was on fire. And to fail a number that she had hit for like six hits of three in training um, was really disheartening for her. And so to see her deal with that and to manage that over the weekend was just, that's a huge highlight for me. That's awesome. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that. Because when I said that to Paris, it was just it was just off a whim. 
I just come up with it because I remember being told, you know, when I was younger, you're being really mature right now. You can, you can show me how mature you are as an athlete. Uh, you can get back out there and bounce back kind of thing. So that's where that came from when I spoke to Paris. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I, I knew it reason because Lucy told me she, then she heard me say that and it resonated with her. So she went and said the exact same thing to Carly, uh, Carla. So um, that's pretty cool. All right. Henny's coach development course dropping next week. <laughs> There's not so going to be enough. much in there. Uh, my next highlight is just. No, but just on that, let me just say how proud I am of both of you guys for how well you handled and coached your lifters the entire weekend. Like it was so cool to see you back there doing your thing. I love it. Thank Absolutely you. Thanks, love it. Okay. Keep going. Um, uh, my next highlight is people I got to meet, my internet friends. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to meet Alex Deacon, um, who's a really cool bloke in person. We've been uh, friends on Instagram. The Robur Strength and Conditioning Boys from Wagga. So Dennis Savaki and Louis, they're both absolute legends. I love seeing uh, Dennis compete. He's so happy. I just love yeah. how he goes out there, you know, thanks to spotters, thanks to referees every time he gets white lights. When he doesn't, he, you know, he laughs and walks off. He, he, he missed one of his lifts. And I was like, fuck, he's going to be a little bit disheartened. He walked off and he goes... I'm going to see, he goes, fuck, I'm a weak cunt. <laughs> and just cracked up laughing and then just walked off. And it's just so cool seeing people, uh, you know, enjoy the experience. Yeah. Um, and he did so well. Like, I mean, yeah. he, he plays second, of course, to a zero lifter, Andrew Olm. But I mean, we, we, don't, we don't have to go into detail about that because, I mean, a lot of people play second to zero lifters. <laughs> comes with the territory. Um, Paul from Iron Underground. I got to wrap one of his lifters' knees. And, um, was, was that cool. Nino? Yeah. How cool is Nino? Yeah, Nino's the man. <laughs> and it was just cool because um, then Paul would come up to me and be like, hey, bro, did you see his second attempt? What do you think we go for his third? I'm like, that's so cool that we're all kind of, you know, banding together. Yeah. Even though I'm from a different team, like powerlifting. Powerlifting wins at the end of the day. Um, who and, else? And, you know, we need to be grateful for people like Paul. Paul was the original powerlifting. Iron Underground is the original powerlifting mm-hmm. gym in Brisbane. Yeah. It was the first true powerlifting gym in Brisbane. Like without people like that going out on on a limb and doing stuff like that, places like Zero wouldn't exist. That's awesome. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, uh, Hayden Hopkinson. I got to meet Hayden uh, from Melbourne who gets coached by Jordan Hallier. He's a huge fan of the podcast. So this is your shout out, Hayden. When you are driving to the gym with your mate, him and his mate drive to the gym and they wait to listen to this podcast on their drive to the gym. (laughs) And they don't talk the whole drive because apparently it's quite a long uh, drive to the gym. So they just listen to the podcast. Um, and hey, Hayden, like another shout out to Hayden. Hayden was like Ryan competed and then he was there spotting and loading the next day. Mm. And now he's here right now doing sets at eight at 160 kilos. Yeah. You're <laughs> take, a madman. Hayden. <laughs> take a breather, Hayden. Have take a week a off. You deserve it. <laughs> um, Dave Napper as well. Got to talk to Dave. I've never really spoken to any other comps and you know, he just came up at the end. He goes, man, you guys have done such an amazing job. Yeah. Yeah. He said a lot of kind words over the weekend. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, it was good to see him there. And he competed. He ended up, uh, he was in the three lift, but he tore his Achilles skipping. Yeah. yeah. Skipping, is that how he did it? What? Yeah. No way. Skipping. So, you know when you hear these things and you're like, I, don't, I need to live in a bubble. Like, <laughs> I'm never sk- I'm never walking upstairs again. I'm never running again. I'm never skipping again. It's because um, I actually spoke to Dave. I was like, oh, bro, I did my first powerlifting meet with a torn Achilles, bench only. He's like, did you? So there's hope. And I was like, yeah, there's hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was scooting around all weekend. Yeah. Um, sorry if I've missed anyone out. There's, I'm pretty sure there's a lot more other people that I got to meet or, Did you, you know. meet Robbie from... Oh, Frank yes. How nice is He's he? He's the man as well. He's I, I so just, lovely. I know him as Robbie and Emma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Robbie and Em from Strength HQ down in Victoria. They have been involved with APL basically from the start. They are true OGs. Um, they've kept it alive in Melbourne. 
Um, they've worked so hard. They just they are amazing, amazing people. Um, love those guys to death. Yeah, he's uh, such a friendly. He's such a just a nice bloke, eh? And their whole crew was awesome as well. Like David was the um, ref that yep. was with him the whole weekend, and again, like David competed as well. Then he was back the next day refereeing, helping out as well. So thank you so much to you guys for for helping as well. Like incredible. Yeah. Yeah, that's mine. Good job. dog. Um, this one's a bit of a different highlight, but um, seeing Jimmy Barnes MC. Yeah. Yeah, he really came out of his shell and he absolutely owned it. He was so good on the mic. Yeah. Really got the crowd involved. Yeah, yeah he was awesome. It's yeah. always uh, I love seeing people evolve when I cuz uh, I mean, you guys have all seen me just go up to randoms and be like, "Take the mic." And most people are like, "No, no, no way, no way, no way." <laughs> and some people are like, "Oh, fine, okay." Um Daniel's the same. Mm. Like, the first time Daniel got on the mic, he was so awkward. He's just like, <laughs> "Okay, next lift is James. <laughs> now he loves it. He gets right into it and he yeah. says yeah. the funniest stuff. He's mm. so good. Jimmy, you're better than me at MCing, brother. I'll do it to you. <laughs> and it was fun. And, and yeah, Jimmy really, like day one, he was just like, all right, next lifter. Yeah. And then by the end, he's like, come on, go, everyone, get behind. Like Lost he got space. right into it. Was it was great. There was one period there where Khan was like, no, give me the mic. And Khan started MCing. I was like, no, you give him the mic. Yeah. Khan, brother, <laughs> hand that mic back over. This is Jimmy's This is Jimmy's spotlight. Time to shine. Yeah. There were some compliments yeah. on the MCing as well. Yeah, lots in the crowd, of, yeah. Everyone yeah. was talking about Jimmy's MCing. <laughs> yeah. Yep, he yep, was yep. great. And we need to shout out Josh Takur as well. Yeah, for yeah absolutely. His weekend to, he always to come kills and MC it. As well. And mm-hmm. yeah, Josh Takur is another awesome MC. Yeah. yeah. We're pretty spoiled, aren't we? Yeah. Mm. Jimmy Barnes, uh, Josh Takur. Yeah. Myself. Idan <laughs> <laughs> Mata. Oh, wait, never get that guy on the mic again. Were you there for that comp? Yeah, that was my first no, comp. I don't know the story. was horrible. What's the story? Oh, I just, I can't say the story because there's some inappropriate comments. I'll tell you after. <laughs> okay. But it was just but so I, f- g- I gave him the mic and it, yeah, it was just a disaster. <laughs> For someone that's so loud and good at talking, yeah. as soon as there was, there was a mic in front of his face, we're yeah. just like, who the hell is that it's guy? Joked, who did he become? I don't know. Oh, no. uh, it's like Damn. when, you know, when like, I mean, we don't, haven't done heaps of guests on podcasts, but when you know someone and then you're talking to them on the podcast, you're like, why can't you just be you? Just, yeah. just be you for the next hour. And that that's all we want to do. We just want to chat. That was he done on the mic. He yeah. just froze. <laughs> Absolutely froze. CJ. Next highlight. Um, yeah, but being the media guy taking photos and of everything, it was real cool to witness it and capture it. And everything came out really well. And the lifters were so grateful mm. for like the, their photos and videos that I took. And, uh, I'm not used to that because usually when you, d- like in this industry, you get critiqued real hard on everything that was wrong, no matter how good it is. But they were just so grateful. And like it, Bianca was per- another one that just, I couldn't believe it like this. I've never met her before. I've only ever seen her compete. And she went out of her way to just say, oh, like it means so much to us. Like these are such big moments in our life when we do these big feats of strength. And you guys are so passionate about capturing it for us. Like me and Fee. Um, who, yeah, was another gun on the day, taking millions of photos. And, yeah, it was just so cool to, yeah, see how people just really loved our work and were so grateful for it. And, it yeah, it means a lot to us. Don't take offense to this, but I always forget how good you are at yeah. photography. <laughs> <laughs> just because we, we, we don't really see that much of your photography. Right. You know, like... Uh, I think we were all talking about it maybe at one stage. I know we definitely were in Melbourne. Those photos you took in Melbourne on that morning that I picked you up real early, 
and mm. you, like you walked it, the there was the guy that walking oh, across yes. the, yeah. the amount of comments that was like, CJ's unreal. And then you take these comp photos and I'm like, fuck, I always forget how good you are behind the lens. <laughs> that was like, so I'm used to CJ standard of work, like the production of the podcast and things like that. And it wasn't until uh, Donnie Buziotis said to me, fuck, CJ's good. Mm. I was like, is he? Like, no, just because <laughs> like you know, I'm so used to your standard of work. To me, that's just like how it is. Mm. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, yeah. I have to take a step back and go, yeah, fuck, he's really good. It's so cool to like, <laughs> you know, I remember when we, we got, when I bought the camera and I'm like, man, the quality of this stuff is unreal. And we filmed all that stuff at Southside in lockdown. And I'm like, <laughs> we have gone next level. <laughs> now, look, I look back and watch those videos now. Like, oh, <laughs> yuck. Do you know what I want to see? Because I remember there was a part of me that was a little bit cut because I started filming the podcast. Remember that? Yeah, I start. I don't know if you know this, CJ, but I started filming stuff. Okay, and I was like, "Yeah, this is sweet. I've got this." And then Tom was like, "Oh, I'm gonna see. Like, What's wrong with mine?" And then I saw CJ's one. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> everything's wrong with mine." Oh, the lockdown days. How'd the you lockdown make the How'd days. you make the lights look like that? <laughs> how'd you make Thomas's face so clear? Why is he not blurry? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Um, all right, next highlight for me. Um, I just like. I, I'm not going to list off every single zero lifter because the, there were so many of them, but the team zero as a whole just crushed it. Mm-hmm. Like we had so many up on the podium. Lydia killed it. You know, Lydia, she really wanted a 600 kilo total and she just fell short of it. I believe she was strong enough to get it on the day. Um, she, we had to redo one of her squats and that sort of left a little bit little bit behind a little bit of a disadvantage and i think if we had set up for that there would have been a little bit more grunt in her to pull a third deadlift which would have given her the 600 if she'd gotten that squat um but shoulda coulda woulda whatever she still crushed it she got 585 she's lost 30 kilos since being with us she won overall tommy won overall um peter chi he won uh overall as well like we had so many lifters up there on the podium uh, that that really brought their all. That really killed it. Um, I want to go back to Andrew Olm as well. Andrew Olm was another one that worked with Rochelle on nutrition, lost like 13 kilos in the last three to six months. Um, you know, he didn't hit his best total ever. And a big part of that is because he lost over 10% of his body weight, but he came real darn close to hitting his best total ever. Um, he kept it together on the day despite a few little hiccups and he still won his weight class. Like there were so many stories like that across the weekend of our zero lifters that just absolutely crushed it. Um, and I just got to say, I'm just super proud of all of them. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. So good. I'm, I'm the same. I'm, I'm just going to quickly rattle them off. I've got them all written down here. Ryan Anderson, uh, you know, we... We had a pretty good prep, up and down prep. Um, he surprises me every week, but he's such a pleasure to coach. I love coaching this guy. Um, he's he's one of the, the cornerstones of Team Zero. He really uh, exemplifies what being part of a team is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so unfortunately, he didn't have the best meet, but we attempted our 300 for the win on his third attempt. It was so close. His well. max is 270. Yeah. And I remember Liddy coming up to me, you do realise for the win you need to put on like 25 kilos. And I was like, yeah, I'm putting on 30. We're going to try pull 300. And uh, Ryan's just like, yeah, okay. And just went out there and tried and just failed it. So super proud of Ryan. And then <laughs> That's so Ryan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes like, dude, that was so close. <laughs> and was. then uh, Jordan Castles, yeah. he had a pretty 
average prep just with a few injuries and that but he's another guy that just goes out there and has fun mm-hmm. he jokes a lot he talks shit right until he gets under the bar he still won his weight class which was cool to see uh, my boy Lem Shanty like we said before uh, didn't have the greatest prep but he's keen to build and get bigger and better for his next meet um, so it's cool that he's got his eyes set on that Jimmy Barnes I love this kid um, he reminds me of me when I was younger but probably just a little bit more mature than me mm-hmm. and he's another guy that really represents uh, you know he wears zero on his chest and wears it with pride um, he had a massive meat PB 65 kilo he went 6 foot 9 and still had a 65 kilo meat PB mm-hmm. 52 kilo no might have been more than that but he 52.5 kilo deadlift comp PB <laughs> Uh, five kilo bench PB and his squat opener was bigger than his third attempt last year. Unfortunately, we missed his last two squats on depth. Mm-hmm. Um, my two little sweethearts, Amy Scales and Alexis Nonamaker, uh, they're pleasure. They're a uh, pleasure to coach as well. Um, you know, some little things didn't go their way on comp day, but they both had fun. Alexis podiumed. Uh, Amy is the first time ever she's had two squats with three white lights mm-hmm. so for me that's a win for her that's a win as well just gave her the confidence and the way she carried herself after missing her first on depth uh, i'm really proud of her um becky hill uh she won her c- category as well masters under 90s mm-hmm. uh really proud of her efforts too she looked really surprised too yeah yeah she was so happy that was awesome. yeah she's so happy as well she, she just is. loves being there and competing yeah, yeah for yeah, sure she's awesome. love those guys uh my old boy david wilcock the old fella, the young fella, sixty-one young years old, uh, cleaned his walkout up on the day. Yeah, mm. he really he did. Always does, yeah, he? <laughs> uh, he forgot to do his belt up though. Oh no! Yes. Well, wait, did he forget, or was he like, "Nah, it's too tight"? No, he said that just because he knew I was going to pull him up. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right, one of those ones. Because yeah. <laughs> he had it done up on the next attempt. Yeah, yeah. and then um, no, he had a really good meet. Uh, we tried to pull for a national record on his third attempt deadlift but he just uh he gave up a little bit too early i'm pretty sure he could have grinded out a little bit harder but he had a really good meet he had a he had lots of fun and now he's just prepping for worlds mm-hmm. um a few people i handled that i'll just give a shout out eric rogic weapon uh rap nina miguel's knees and uh grant mcveigh who gets coached by uh jordan halley this is the second meet i've handled grant um he's just a legend just he's a good so cool. and he he's just so talks and he just talks shit the whole way out there yeah he's like on the bench, he's like, bro, you like we're walking out. He's like, you can't even bench us, can you, Henny? And I'm like, no, I can't. He's like, yeah, well, don't drop it on me. And yeah, I'm just talking shit to him the whole way. And no, nah, he's a he's a pleasure to be around as well. Yeah, Great. absolutely. Me? Oh, um, gosh, seeing Carla get her third deadlift. Uh-huh. Yeah, because she went out. She missed her second attempt at one fifteen, I think it was, and it really rattled her for a bit. And then to see her go out and go for it again, and it, it just flew. It was so easy. Yeah. Easy. She just gets in her own head sometimes. Yeah. And, yeah. and, yeah, she broke down afterwards, gave Lucy a big hug. It was just beautiful. It was a really nice moment to see. Mm. Yeah, I loved it. Just another quick thing. Uh, with Carla, she mentioned on one of her failed squats, the highlight that she took away from it was that she felt so safe Ryan catching her. Yeah. I feel like everyone just loves Ryan yep. backspotting, eh? Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, oh gosh! <laughs> last one, last one. Um, hmm. The atmosphere was awesome. Mm. That's something I remember. Like, because yeah. I don't know. I, I think because we were just so under the pump and stress of like setting it up, and things weren't running as smoothly as we thought we would, and whatnot, and all that. You, you forget what the atmosphere was like because you're just like. We, we're in problem solving mode and when 
Um, yeah, like when I look back on like Eric's 300 and whatnot, I was like, the room was on fire. I didn't yeah. realize. Mm. I didn't realize I was watching. <laughs> yeah, watching back and people were jumping and like, but in the moment I was very like, I need to, I need to be on. And I, I didn't remember. And going throughout the days after that first night, it was just, yeah, it was um, electric in there, especially with the world records just falling <laughs> like Ooh. flies. Yeah. The room was just like getting behind everyone. And it's something Josh said, and he actually posted about this saying like, the cool thing about powerlifting is you can cheer for anyone yeah. and not know who they are, yeah. but you cheer for them and yeah. no one questions it. Yeah. And that's what it was like, like the different um, crews coming together and just cheering for people just for them to do their best. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, that was really cool to see. Yeah, I, there, there was, you know, because we're starting at 8 a.m. every morning, not a lot of spectators are going to rock up at 8 a.m., you know. So the room was, especially on Friday, was, and Friday's, uh, you know, if you're going to spectate, you have to take the day off work. And so, like, the room was sort of a third full at the start of the comp, and I was sitting there thinking, oh, I wonder if the atmosphere is going to be there. But consistently across the weekend, like, there were moments for hours where that room was full. Mm-hmm. Like, where there was, there was standing room left only and where everyone would scream and carry on and... It was a really good comp. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Really, really, really good comp. Hey, shout out you guys. Shout out Thomas. You did everything. Head referee, side <laughs> referee. Uh, you literally, you literally, when it, people come up to me like, oh, man, you're doing everything. I'm like, nah, I can't do the tech table. You actually go and do every single job there is. It's it's hard to, like, I, I really want to, you know, because I was coaching as well. Um, and I, I do feel like a little bit of a letdown as a coach sometimes at comps that we run because I want to be there with them, but when you're overseeing a meet, you can't take your eyes off it because there's mm. so many instances where like one little hiccup will happen and someone will be like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And you just have to be watching everything all the time to be able to run in and and, and help. And as us as a team, like, you know, now you guys are way better at refs. You can jump in and ref. Mm. Um, Rochelle is a gun on the table. And Meg's getting really good at the table and at refereeing. And we're getting good at teaching each other how to do these other tasks. The comps are becoming more and more autonomous um and so it's interesting finding myself there standing there waiting for something to go wrong and it not happening Mm. so like you should have observed i was doing a lot of just standing around watching Mm. because that's what i'm doing i'm just overseeing just waiting for something to 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 happen so i can jump in relieve someone quickly spot and load quickly ref whatever Um, but it's happening less and less which is which is crazy Mm. um and and shout out oh sorry no you go i was just gonna say gidge good job Everything you did, like your refereeing, you're everywhere. There was times where you weren't even sitting in the room watching the comm. You're sitting at the back on your computer filling in data. Uh, you know, little things that just make the comp run smooth. CJ, you did your thing. Nice work, brother. Well Everyone killed it. I was mm. thinking that a lot over the weekend. We're so lucky. We have the best team. It was, just, it was cool how we were just all in it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like it was – I worked – we worked like – it was like 38 hours over yeah. three days or whatever it was. Yeah. It's like that's a long time but we're I'd all wake up so tired in the morning and then I'd get there and I was just so pumped yeah. all day, just so happy to be there. Mm. Well, I think that's awesome. why we're all so messed up. We were just running on adrenaline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what I think is it? I, the I think sour about, patch kids. <laughs> yeah. I think about – I ate about 500 calories a day. <laughs> <laughs> and not feel hungry. And – it's the shit thing with comps. You just end up like grazing on mm-hmm. like chips and lollies that yeah. are lying around. Well, I do anyway because I'm a <laughs> fucking scab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you noticed that now that I steal everyone's food, Bridget only buys things with walnuts in it? <laughs> <laughs> what are these walnuts, Sour Patch Kids? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Joke's on you, my EpiPen's in my car. <laughs> anyway, any final words before we close this thing off? Nah. Nah. Thanks to, yeah, thanks yeah. to everyone. Thanks mm. to everyone involved. Thanks to all the spectators for coming. Thanks to all of the competitors for believing in APL, helping the Federation grow. It's only getting bigger and better. Fastest growing uh, Federation in Australia. Um, I'm just stoked to be a part of it. Same. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd echo everything. Just thank you so much. And, um, you know, I'd really love to individually shout out everyone that is part of Zero or part of APL, you know, part of our crew that, that helped out or lifted, competed, podiumed, whatever, but there's so many of them, which is a, an amazing problem to have. Mm-hmm. Like it's so good to see how many people, again, lifted and then were there the next day helping, refereeing, spotting, loading, yeah. whatever, you know. So many people on our team did that again. Hayden, Ryan, Meg, Sandy, Sue, like everyone. Uh, everyone that could help out was helping out. We had to stop Jimmy several times from like trying to spot and load or move something because he was competing the next day. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, Brother, just relax. Yeah. Save your energy for the comp. Yeah. Like it was mm. to have that level of keenness to help out is just again really heartwarming. And I think I can speak for for Daniel as as him being president uh, when I say you have our deepest gratitude and we're so overwhelmed with the support uh, that we received over the event. Um, and we're really looking forward to bringing in worlds bigger and better and um, cleaning up a lot of the things and making all of our lives and jobs easier and making the whole experience for the lifters and the helpers so much better. Yes. Can't wait. Can't wait. Love you guys. Okay, see ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more.